Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 166 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on July the 12th, 2018. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Pete. Welcome back. Yeah. This is your last week. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. How have you been the last couple weeks? I'm all right. How are you? I am really, really good. Ant-Man and the Wasp was wonderful. Uh, I finally saw Solo. Oh, what'd you think? Um, It was fun. It felt like Star Wars. It was everything that um, The Last Jedi could have been. I know. I really liked it. Yeah, it, um, I liked it a lot. I really like, like I said, it really felt like Star Wars to me. Like it, it and um, Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian is my new favorite thing that ever happened ever. Yeah, you know, I think the best thing they did with him was to, uh, it's a, a great less is more type situation. Yes, because you know he's not in the whole movie, so the parts he's he that he is in, it, they're just wonderful. Yeah, no, they were. I really appreciated all the scenes that he and he owns every scene that he's in. I also did you see the news that um the well the rumor slash news. That Billy D is back for episode yeah, nine. Yeah, I mean, you know what? You don't have Luke anymore. You don't have Leia anymore. You might as well just bring in Lando's the last thing you got. You know, let me just say something real fast about Last Jedi. I don't <laughs> want to bring everybody down. Right. <laughs> uh, so Marvel Comics is doing a comic book adaptation of The Last Jedi, which traditionally in the past, sometimes that literally means they are just drawing the movie that you saw. Right. And yes, that is what you're getting here, but they've actually fixed a couple things. Did they? What uh, did they fix? Yeah, I'm actually going to send you an interesting article about 10 things that they fixed in the comics. It actually, if if I got this movie... I actually think maybe I would have liked it better. There's a, it's all little stuff. Um, Akbar, when they see the torpedoes coming for the, um, for the the room, basically he's like looking out the window, sees the torpedoes, turns to everyone and says like, it's been an honor serving with you, you know, like to the, oh. to the, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's like such a wonderful moment, right? Rather uh, than just Akbar gets killed off screen and we get a half-hearted mention about it, no. I'm going to I'm going to send you an article that kind of highlights some of the wonderful changes in it, because I'm telling you, if you got this last Jedi, there's I, I'm never going to say I would have liked it, but I, I would definitely liked it more. Is uh, d- does Luke um, is Luke not a jerk? Um, There's some cool Luke stuff in it. OK, does, do two lightsabers ever actually touch each other? There's no more lightsaber fighting. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one thing everyone hates about Star Wars? All the all that, that fighting with lightsabers. You know, we should take that out and inject a heaping helping of social justice into this movie. You know what people want? Lightsaber fights, right? No. They want they want space horses. They want space horses that are being abused uh-huh. that they gotta free on a casino planet. The space horses. No good. Space horses. I was just like, ugh. You could have cut that whole thing out. You could have had Finn. I would have kept Finn in the healing tank. 
for the entire thing and then had him like wake up and come out of the bag to like like save everybody in the end like you know i was in the disney store not very long after that movie and they had those space horses i think they're called fall fears i can't remember what they're called but they made plush toys of them and they were on clearance in the disney store and i was like wow i mean did they really think this was going to be the thing that people were going to latch on to in this movie it, uh ryan maybe we, maybe we can put some more like luke skywalker in or maybe like if I, no the space horses are the glue that holds this movie together <laughs> this is the entire point of this movie if luke was here he'd have to milk one of them <laughs> and then weirdly drink the milk <laughs> All right, we've gone so far off topic we here. Have. I can't talk about Last Jedi the whole time. We we have. You know what? You know what? Though one last thing about Last Jedi. Though, you know how like it felt like from the very first moment of Last Jedi that Ryan Johnson was working overtime to eliminate everything J.J. Abrams did in Episode right. Seven. Like every little thing J.J. did, Ryan Johnson was just kind of like, nope, 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 and he would like eliminate them in grand fashion. I hope Episode Nine ends. With the same, like, J.J. undoing everything Ryan Johnson did. And Star Wars just becomes this incredible game of one-upsmanship. And, you know, going back and forth between two Hollywood elites. Like, we, we get nowhere because we just keep taking two steps back every time. Absolutely. To get rid of the, get rid of the previous stuff. Absolutely. Okay, so we have got a plethora of news to get to this week. And then we got an e-ticket attraction. Um, we were supposed to start our world tour this week with Mexico Pavilion going one by one around the world showcase. However, uh, you know, Disney released a new land this this week. And, you know, I didn't realize that uh, there was going to be as much to talk about for it as there is. So... We've decided to push back our uh, world tour one week, and we're going to be doing a Toy Story Land review. As very part of excited, our, yes, very excited about this. I have been there. Um, I've ridden all the rides. I've gone twice. Um, two wildly different experiences, as we will as we will get to. But first, it's time for the news. Brought to you as always by our good friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you, uh, folks. You know, if you if you are planning a trip to Disney or Universal, contact Dave. Disney Dave W at Verizon dot net also does every Disney park around the world, uh, including the resorts like Aulani in Hawaii. Uh, so. Uh, we got to get Dave in here for an email bag show once the world tour. Is oh, that'd done. be fun. I was just talking to Dave about that the other day. Um, I'm sure people are burning with questions right now. They need they need Dave's expertise on. Uh, so it is July, Peter Mandel. You know what that means? What? It's time to talk about Christmas. All right. All right. So worldwide news this week. We got a bunch. Uh, holiday. Uh, the holiday entertainment lineup has been announced. For all the parks and Disney Springs, so you ready? You ready for this little trip down Holiday Lane here? I'm I'm getting Can- chilly. Candy Cane Lane. Uh, so Hollywood Studios Sunset Seasons Greetings is back. That is the projection uh, show with the snowfall they put on the Tower of Terror last year, right? Which I thought was going to be super lame because I'm just like, oh, we're going to see like Mr. Potato Head on the on the you know Tower of Terror, but it actually was really cool and I liked. I ended up liking it a lot. Uh, they, okay. It's back this year, and it's been improved with some cool laser light effects. Hmm. Maybe they took them from the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Are there are there bubbles also <laughs> and puppets and blacklight? <laughs> I, I still, you know. By the way, I I do like the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Now I am I am I have been converted we, to that. We've we talked all about like this, it, but it's just terrible. You don't like it. You lo- you you like uh, you like dumping on it. 
No, no, I like that they they actually sing. I mean, I like any time someone's like performing. That's uh, true. I like that, but it's it's and you know the Ursula is kind of cool, but like it is just terrible. It's okay. That it's terrible. It's okay. It's terrible. Uh, also coming back this year, uh, much to my chagrin, is Jingle Bell Jingle Bam, the you Christmas time that. fireworks show. I like saying the name Jingle Bell Jingle Bam. But that's about as far as my like for this show goes. <laughs> well, see, at least they gave you something. I mean, you know, maybe if I actually watch the Christmas special that it's kind of all based off of. You should, because that's actually great. Yeah, you've told me in the past that it's really good. Yeah. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, You know. Uh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd know that. Uh, So... Jingle Bell Jingle Bam is back. Santa Claus will be meeting at the Once Upon a Time shop from November the 10th to December 24th, at which point on December 25th, once Santa Claus is out doing his thing, uh, Santa Goofy will take over. I would like, That makes sense. I would like to think that if Santa Claus has to pass the mantle while he rests after his long night, that he would choose Goofy. Right, or just leave the suit out and Goofy just found it. No, you don't think it was like a passing of the torch? Really, to Goofy. Listen, okay. Listen, we've seen the Santa Claus. We know what happens when you put the suit on, right? Santa Claus is is a demon curse that encompasses your entire <laughs> life. That you have no choice but to, you know. Um, that is the weirdest movie in the world. I I gotta tell you, I like that movie. I love the movie, but like when you think about it as an adult, it's a morbid concept. Like it's a, it, like you could very easily make it a horror movie. I get that. Like, all of a sudden, your body starts morphing, and, like, you have this, like, insatiable need to, like, consume cookies and milk, <laughs> and you're, like, trapped for all eternity to, right. deliver, to deliver presents to ungrateful children. That's pretty funny. Yeah. All this, be no- all this knowledge is suddenly in your head. You're, 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 like, held prisoner at the North Pole for all eternity until the day comes when finally, blissfully, you're released from your curse by the sweet embrace of death. And then some other <laughs> poor fool <laughs> has to succumb to it. It's like, oh, my gosh. All right. I, I think we watched that movie in two different ways. But... Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh <laughs> Oh, and also, aliens, the Alien Swirling Saucers over in Toy Story Land will be playing holiday music. During oh, cool. Music. Remind me when we get to the Toy Story Land interview to talk to you about the music on Alien Swirling Saucers. Okay. there was the situation. <laughs> uh, All right. Magic Kingdom, no real changes going on this year. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is happening, obviously. The decorations will all be the same as they usually are. Big Christmas tree in the town square of Main Street. Um, and, uh, you know, there is some new stuff for a very for a very merry Christmas party this year, it's actually uh, I'm sorry, no, never mind. There's not. That's not a scary Halloween party. Uh, yeah, I'm. Getting you just this. got everyone excited who is going to very merry. No, there's nothing new for very merry Christmas party this year. At least not that they've announced yet. Epcot, the International Festival of the Holidays, is back starting November 18th with the holiday kitchens placed all around the world. Illuminations will also have that special holiday finale that they've had, uh, which is really wonderful. Like the holiday finale is really great. I'm sure. Disney's Animal Kingdom is actually getting into the holiday spirit this year. How are they doing that? They are celebrating Diwali, the Indian Festival of Lights, which will be a part of the new Up show uh, with the birds from November the 8th. Okay. Yep. Kevin's favorite show. Yeah. No, I I will not be partaking in that. Not until they they fire that abusive owl. Uh, How do you know he hasn't been fired? You're gonna have to go to see. No, I've been told. People people let me know these things. Okay. I've got I've got my sources. 
Um, Disney Springs, the Christmas tree trail is returning this year from November 8th to January 5th. Santa Claus will also be making an appearance there from November the 8th to December 31st. Uh, this is one of the better places to meet Santa Claus on Disney property. I remember you telling me this was pretty cool last year. It's super cool. Uh, well, you know what? They used to put Santa Claus, uh, right across from the Ghirardelli. Right. Like they would just kind of encompass that seating area, uh, for Santa. But now what they've done is they've moved him into the Christmas tree trail, which is one of my favorite things that they do. Uh, and he, so he's there, and you can actually get a pager that they'll page you when it's your time to meet Santa Claus. So, like, oh, cool. instead of, like, waiting in line at one of the parks, you can you check in. They give you the pager. You go around. You shop and whatever. Or it might even be a pager. I think they text you uh, because th- that's the time that we live in now. They'll, they'll text you and you get to come back and meet Santa Claus. So you're able to kind of go around and enjoy. Um, I wonder if the trees are going to be different this year. Uh, they're, they Some of them were the same last year and some of them were new and different. So as long, okay. as, long as the Muppet tree still exists, I'm going to be a happy right. camper. There is a it's new. Like they, they stole it right out of your living room. I know, right? Uh, there is a new Florida resident annual pass uh, that Disney is offering. Okay. Yeah. So um, I know this means nothing to you. But well, what, what's the difference between the regular pass and this one? Okay, so the Florida Resident Theme Park Select Pass is another option for Florida residents who are looking to access at least one of Disney's theme parks during most times of the year. Each park's availability will be accessible online through a 13-month blockout calendar. It includes at least 325 days of access at select theme parks and at least 175 days of access to all four theme parks throughout the year, and is priced at $439. In addition to the new pass, Disney is also introducing add-ons for Florida Resident Disney Weekday Select, Florida resident theme park select and florida resident disney silver pass holders priced at 89 dollars. the add-on gives access to the magic kingdom epcot and disney's animal kingdom through august 9th 2018 which is a period currently blocked out to those passes so everything but hollywood studios essentially right right uh, both the new Florida resident theme park and select pass, select pass, and the add-on are available for purchase as of now it actually went on sale uh, july the 9th so people can get that now okay so, I mean, it sounds like it's just like certain times of the year you can't go to certain parks. Right. A.K.A. like you can go to Epcot whenever you want because who cares? Like there's nothing new there. But like. Right. Right. You know, the new. The, the, and, you know, I've I've kind of known this was coming for a while because with when things like when they're I think they're experimenting with ways to keep annual pass holders out of Star Wars land when it opens. Right. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, which is why I'm keeping my platinum pass and never letting go. Oh, oh, so this is some exciting news. I think you're going to be really excited about this as much as I am. Uh, there are new Magical Express buses rolling out this summer. Oh. Whole new design. Please tell me there's a new video to go along with it. Uh, I No word on the video yet, but it is... Uh, have you ever seen what the cruise line buses look like? Exterior? Yeah. Sure. It, it kind of looks like that, but in a different color scheme with like the portal... With, like, the, okay. The portal I've been holes. on one of them. Poor Magical Express, ironically. One time they had a cruise bus pick us up. You know what You know when I always feel the worst for people? When their Magical Express bus is just a mirror's bus? I've seen that yeah, happen before. Yeah, just that mirror's bus. I've yeah. seen it happen too. Ugh, it's the, I, I can't even imagine. I'd be so dejected. Uh, I, it wouldn't bother me if I'm going to the like to the, my resort. You don't understand how much the Magical Express used to mean to me. I know. I just, you know what? I'm so excited. It, take, it would take a lot to bring me down. I get that. You're you're you know, you're better at that kind of stuff than I am. 
uh, oh, and now the name of it has actually changed as well. It is no longer Disney's Magical Express. It is Disney Magical Express. They've taken away the um, apostrophe S. The apostrophe S, yeah. Why? Disney Magical Express. That works. Yeah. I I mean, it works fine, right? Anyway, um, also in, in more worldwide news, the Play Disney Parks app has launched. I saw that. Did you download it? Oh, immediately. Have you played any of the trivia games? Uh, yes. Although I find it's like, it, like round two ask you like a same question from round one, pretty much. Yeah, yeah it's probably like, still a work oh. in progress. Yeah, uh, I mean, this was literally day like day one. I've played a couple of the trivia games, and then I played um one of the I played the Toy Story game while I was in line for Midway Mania. Okay. So those and those games can only be accessed when you're actually in the queue for the attraction. Yeah, I'm very excited to use it in Disneyland's. Let me ask you a question. Some rides you get like an achievement if you go to that ride. Do you have to like open up the app to get the achievement? Uh, you know what? I haven't tried that yet. So probably. Mm-hmm. I would say you probably have okay. to check into it. Uh, oh, so a new update to my Disney experience has something that resort guests are going to get a lot of use out of. Okay. Uh, the They now have up to the minute bus times on the my disney experience so like you no longer are sitting there like when is this magic kingdom bus getting here like you could check your app and it'll be like 15 minutes till the magic kingdom bus arrives so now you get to find out that you just missed the bus you wanted exactly is there no is there no worse feeling (laughs) than walking up to the bus stop and watching the bus that you need driving away uh yeah you know i am a notorious like fast walker uh my son has also inherited this trait i don't know i just pretty much walk fast i'm not like i'm speed walking just it just happens i naturally walk fast i have like long legs right so when i'm on vacation my wife who does not walk as fast as i do i have to make a conscious effort to walk at a pace that is good for everyone because i would like to actually walk with my family but in turn i can i kid you not kevin i have seen the bus go by that like I want because I'm like, oh, you know what? I would have made that bus. <laughs> but I need to uh, think about everyone else here. So that has happened to me. Yeah, I could see it. Could You should just like like Gonzo in Muppets Take Manhattan. Taxi! And he like jumps right. out of the windshield. <laughs> oh, that might be frowned upon. Yeah, probably. Probably wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, the Skyliner cars have been spotted on property. Oh, are they cool looking? I haven't seen them. They are pretty much exactly what you see in the in the concept art. They uh, okay. They, so one of the big things I that was noticed was they don't look, appear to have any external air conditioning units on them. Oh, yeah, that might be a problem. Um, did I think they were going to be air conditioned? I didn't. They look lar- uh, yeah, they and they look large enough to hold eight to ten people. I mean, were you really going to air condition each one of those units? I assumed they were. I did not really think they would be. I mean, if the monorail cars are all... It's different, though. The monorail only has how many cars? That's true. I mean, how many of these things are going to be running at once? I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of them, right? Yeah, and I'm pretty, and sure, now... I'm pretty sure all the poles are up now. So, like, I've right. been, like, looking at the poles, like, as I drive when I should be paying attention to the road. And... <laughs> uh, like I'm trying to like figure out which way they're gonna go. Like you see them like cut through like wilderness areas. Like it's gonna be so cool to see Disney from this bird's eye view. Now, are you totally like boxed in? You're like totally windowed in. Yes. 
Yeah, no, it's not open air at all. Like they learned their lesson with the Skyway. No one's jumping right. out of this thing. Yeah, yeah, right. No, <laughs> yeah. so it's conveniently quote unquote falling out into a tree. I was just telling my kids about because you know my first trip we did the Skyway and I took pictures. My first couple trips, right? And like I was showing them pictures of it, and they're just my kids think it's just the weirdest thing ever that there's just this like Skyway that is through Fantasyland. I'm like, yeah, it was just weird. You know what I was thinking the other day, actually, when I was looking at the Skyway poles, was that it's going to be like I'm trying to like remember right now what it's like without the Skyway and like burn that into my mind because. It, you know, the skyway will always be there after this and or not sky the you know the gondolas right and it, it's like it's just gonna it's gonna be a new norm at disney yeah. and like when downtown disney became disney springs or mgm became hollywood studios like big changes that kind of affect your entire view of the parks and i i just find it like like i'm just trying to remember like hey this is how it was before new fantasy land this is how it was before you know right I digress. It's just a stupid little thought that I had. Um, oh, Disney Springs news. We've got a, the one side of the newly re- renovated World of Disney store has been opened. Okay. And? Uh, it is very meh. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, they've kind of taken away. They've kind of like sucked the charm out of it. Uh, it doesn't really have a Disney feel anymore. It kind of has like a big warehouse department store feel to it now. Honestly, I haven't loved that World of Disney in a while anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I can remember when that was probably my favorite store, more so than Mouse Gear. Really? And that was a long time ago. Oh, that's interesting. More than Mouse Gear? How How is that even possible? I don't know. I remember really liking, like, the uh, just size and sheer volume of merchandise in that store. But, right. eh, again, quite a while ago. I get you. Well, I posted pictures in our Facebook discussion group, and the listeners were not thrilled with it either. Right. There's a lot of like, oh, really? That's it? Like, the full rollout uh, with both sides is going to be coming this fall. So, um, you know, one one would assume it's going to be more of the same. The uh, the one thing I'm upset about is it's very clear that the the BR guest um, checkout area is going to be gone. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, okay. like I said, they sucked out all the Disney, so. Right. It does seem, it's a lot more open. It's a lot more, like, spacious. And, uh, I don't know. It, it, I mean, they've got great merch still, so that's really all you need, right? But Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's what we're really there for. I made an interesting purchase there the other day. What? <laughs> You're going to laugh at me because I've, I, I, I think some people might call this a backslide. <laughs> I bought a pair of very nice... <laughs> Disney Crocs. Okay. But not like the old blue like plastic ones. Like I bought the um uh they they're like nice. They're they're like they're like black blackish brown. Uh they don't look like Crocs. Okay. So, good for you. you you've got this like extremely entertained <laughs> look on your face right now. I just think it's funny, but I'm happy for you. I've been wearing boots and like it's been hurting and we'll get into like the problem with like wearing boots in the park when we talk about Toy Story Land. We mean boots. Why would you wear sneakers like a normal human being? I don't own a pair of sneakers. You don't own a pair of sneakers? No, not anymore. 
I mean, doesn't that seem like a problem we should address? It, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just was like, I'm going to be a boot person now. Like, I wear hiking boots A now. boot person. Yeah. Dude, no one, no one decides they're going to be a type of shoe person at all. I've never been one to have more than two pairs of shoes. All right. Well, at least let's make them walking functional. How about we get a pair of nice, comfortable walking sneakers? I have, I have pair of dress shoes, and I have my apparently boots. a pair of Crocs. And now I have a pair of Disney Crocs that are very right. Comfortable. Let's add on a pair of uh, sneakers for the day you pretend you want to do a run Disney event. How about that? <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh, so I also bought the um, uh, the Mickey slippers. Does that count as another pair of shoes? Uh, I don't think so, but I kind of live in them now. Like, I kind of exist in them now. Okay. Because I work from home, so it's, like, rare that I leave the house anymore unless I'm going to do something. So, like, right. I kinda, like I'm wearing them right now. They're the most... All right. Listen, this is the best $25 you can spend at Disney. Wow. They are okay. so comfortable. It's, like... Because they look like giant Mickey shoes. They're, like, big and, like, right. plush. Right. They're so, so comfortable. I cannot say enough good things about these slippers. There is a famous episode of Modern Family where they go to Disneyland. Yes, I've seen and that. And Gloria wears high heels and is uncomfortable. And Jay ends up buying her the Minnie Mouse slippers. Yeah. I have the Mickey ones, but the Minnie ones do exist as well. Right. I would never walk around the parks in them the way, right. the way Gloria does. You're probably does. not supposed to. No. For the sake of the show, they made it seem like you could. Yeah, there's no protection. Though, right. if I do my... Because um, they also kind of look like Winnie the Pooh feet. Okay. So if I like maybe if I go to Not So Scary and I decide to do a Winnie the Pooh costume, I can like here's my plan: put the Crocs on and then like get another pair of these slippers and then like put put my feet in the slippers with the Crocs on. That does not sound like a good idea. Why? It, it, like it's a disposable pair of slippers. Like like I bought a second pair specifically for the costume. Okay. All, All right. the support with none of like because like they have no they they're fluffy and. Right, squishy, right. So. They're meant for inside houseware. Yes, exactly. All right, Magic Kingdom news. And the Magic Kingdom news this week is brought to you by Chewing Clock, the new college football podcast from the mind of our old friend, Dimitri Ivanas, former host of the Extra Magic Hour here on the White Dragon Podcast Network. Sometimes he and his co-host, Tyler McComas, are breaking down the action on the field. Other times, he's explaining why Notre Dame football is the space mountain of college football. Episodes of Chewing Clock are just 15 minutes long and are posted every weekday morning on Stitcher, iTunes, and at armchairallamericans.com. Prince Charming's Royal Carousel is closed for refurbishment currently through July the 30th. Uh, so if you are taking a trip between now and then and you had dreams of carousel dancing through your head, uh, well, there's a small carousel at Disney Springs that you can go to. You to pay to get on that one? Yes. That's weird. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, okay, so uh, we have new entertainment coming to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party this year. This is pretty cool. Okay, this buckle, is what I want to hear. Buckle up. You haven't heard about any of this yet, right? Nope. Okay. So now, no, it's not like a new show or something like that. It is, you know what? I'm just going to read it. The Mad Tea Party will take you for a colorful ride as new lighting and effects gives, give a new spin on the night. On Pirates of the Caribbean, new pirates invade the experience interacting with sailing guests who will join the search for Gunpowder Pete. Is this like a pirate okay. version of you? Um, That would not surprise me. Like, like, are you are you Gunpowder Pete? Like in secret, I could be, I could be. That's interesting. On Space Mountain, explorers will hurtle through deep space as a new soundtrack and special effects transform the adventure. 
Okay. Storybook Circus welcomes the Storybook Circus Disney Junior Jam, a dance party featuring some of your favorite Disney Junior characters, including Doc McStuffins. Well, that sounds cool. I think it all sounds cool. Yeah. Like adding effects to attractions that can only be done at this, uh, you know, at this event. Like that is a huge draw. And unless they do something like this for a very merry, it just puts not so scary even higher up the echelon over over very merry. What about this? Uh, You go through the haunted mansion and there are no ghosts and no effects. (laughs) It's just like the anti Halloween. But wouldn't that be like even creepier in some way? No one talking to you. It's just kind of like, yeah, right. right. Nothing. You're just rolling through. It's pretty dark. Leota's not in the ball. It's an old house. You're you're wondering about the structural integrity. Right. It's just terrifying how like, like quiet it is. (laughs) I can see that being pretty scary. Yeah, it'd be great. (laughs) I heard I was I was there the other day or not not the other. I was by Haunted Mansion, and I heard someone go, so do you think the stretching room, the ceiling goes up, or do you think it's an elevator? And it was like, I was like Roger Rabbit during the shave and a haircut scene, right. where like, he just wants to say it so badly, but I'm trying to not be obnoxious, that, uh, I'm trying to not be obnoxious right. Disney person. Uh, so the first um, Not So Scary Halloween Party will take place on August the 17th of this year. We're, we're like a little more than a month away from the first Not So Scary Halloween Party. Yeah, in the middle that's of pretty the cool, though. Is it is it cool or is it a little too much too soon? Uh, I have a friend who I believe is going the first night, and mm. uh, you know they don't get to go all the time, so it's kind of neat that that they were like, able to do that. Yeah, you know yeah, what? I guess I, I like it so much, and they have like a daughter, and like it's cool that they get to go. I'm so psyched for Halloween and Christmas this year because I'm in a, I, I live in a house now. Oh, so you're gonna decorate? Oh yeah, my right. one my one roommate's a horror a horror writer, so like. We're going to go all out for Christmas. Yes. We're going to do nightmare before Christmas. No, um, we're going to go all out for um, Halloween, Halloween and Christmas. So it'll be good. Okay. Epcot news. We got some information on international food and wine festival kind of news that everybody loves. Yay. Yay. Uh, a whopping 75 days this year. Wow. Insane, right? Uh, it is a little crazy. For a fourth year, global marketplaces will extend into Future World. New bites include butternut squash ravioli with brown butter vinaigrette. It sounds horrible. Uh, Parmesan cheese and pumpkin seeds at the Wine and Dine Studio. Charred chimichurri skirt steak with smoked corn cake. Pickled vegetable slaw and cilantro aioli at Flavors from Fire. And New Brunswick uh, New Brunswick slider slow braised beef brisket pot roast style on a potato roll with horseradish cream, crispy fried onions, and pickled vegetables on the side at Hops and Barley. New for 2018 will be the Taste Track Global Marketplace, featuring spe- a specialty croissant, bleh, featuring specialty croissant donuts that you can add gelato to. Huh? You don't like that specialty croissant donut? It's a cronut. So a cronut. Yeah, no, no, I'm cool with that part. I'm talking about the adding gel- like gelato to it. Like, what does that mean? You put gelato on it. Like, you could put on you could it? put soft serve vanilla ice cream on the cronut at epcot now really yeah i feel like that's like too much i'd I'd, i would like both treats just separately the wonders of life pavilion is also expected to return as the festival center and it has been recently upgraded okay interested to see what that's going to be like uh no dac news this week but we do have a bunch of hollywood studios news uh registration is currently open (coughs) 
for the pass holder special event preview for Toy Story Land uh, in September. In September. Yeah. Honestly, I got the email yesterday uh, to like schedule a time, and I was just like, I'm not going to do this. Right. It's already there. I've already done everything. Like, what's the point? Do you guys have any times in 2019? <laughs> uh, Pixar Place has been closed and walled off. Okay. It was being used as like an overflow line area for Toy Story Land when it first opened. I saw that. Yeah, and the Cruz Ramirez uh, meet and greet was still there. There was also a Toy Story um, gift shop and little snack shop there, mm-hmm. uh, but all of it is closed off now. It is not believed that Disney is going to put anything back there, and it will instead just become a backstage area. Huh. Yeah. That's weird. So we've walked down that street for the final time, possibly. Wow. I have some good memories going down that street. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy is coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Did you hear about this? Okay. No, what is that? Yeah, completely went over everybody's head. They announced a new attraction for Hollywood Studios, and nobody cared. Right. So, <laughs> according to Imagineer Kathy Mangum, it will be a show unlike anything we've got anywhere else, and appearing with Lightning McQueen in the show will be Cruz Ramirez and Mater. The all-new show attraction will uh, will be located in the Sunset Showcase near Rock and Roller Coaster, uh, and it will immerse get immerse guests in the world of cars and bring them face to face with racing legend Lightning McQueen. With help from friends Mater and Cruz Ramirez, McQueen will demonstrate racing techniques on a new simulator and share career highlights with his guests. Of course, this is Lightning McQueen, so a few twists and turns are to be expected on the road ahead. The Sunset Showcase venue opened in 2015 as a flex space, allowing Disney to use the building for different purposes. Since its opening, it has been home to Club Disney Dance Party and the villains themed uh, hard ticket event. All right. So simulator, that sounds like there's going to be some kind of like motion simulation going on. Yeah, I'll, I'm on board for that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just amazing that they announced this and nobody like I didn't see it all over Facebook. Like nobody was. Right. Uh, well, you know, I mean, conversely, I'm amazed at how much I've heard about Toy Story Land, given what it looks like it is. Yeah. Well, OK. And so now speaking of Toy Story Land, Slinky Dog Dash is said to feature a ride photo. That's cool. You know, I think they should put a ride photo on everything. But. Well, and now they, they kind of have the ability to do that more with the Magic Bands because before it was just like, right. well, you know, we need a photo location for you to be able to buy it. But now it goes directly to your Magic Band. I'm telling you, I mean, it's it's just wonderful genius. Mm-hmm. Sending it to the, your Magic Band, even people who maybe don't have PhotoPass are willing to buy it when they see uh, their children mm-hmm. or their you know party I, in a wonderful <laughs> ride photo. Totally. So and I think it's a great idea. Folks, that does it for the news this week. Oh, so you're supposed to get this, but you can only get it with a magic band. So if you don't have a magic band, you have to get one and connect to my Disney experience. Uh, however, I did ride Slinky Dog Dash, and I did not get a photo, so I don't believe it's up and running yet. Okay. Right. I was going to say, I haven't seen any. Yeah. Like, you've pictures of it, so. Okay. Well, folks, we are going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and then we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business 
business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. My name is Dimitri Ravanis, and I'm the host of a brand new podcast called Chewing Clock. Now, you might remember me from my old show here on WDPN called The Extra Magic Hour. Well, now I've got a new podcast each and every weekday morning talking about my one true love, college football. That's right. Chew on that, wife. You don't have to be a hardcore fan of the sport to like the show. You don't even have to be a fan at all. Sure, sometimes we're talking about what's happening on the field, but other times I'll be arguing passionately that Nick Saban is a Gryffindor, not a Slytherin. So tune in each and every weekday morning. The show is never longer than 15 seconds, and you can always find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and at armchairallamericans.com. The name of the show is Chewing Clock with me, Dimitri Ravanis, and my co-host, Tyler McComas. Join us every weekday morning. 
Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Folks, it's always an exciting time when Disney rolls out a new addition to their theme parks. Sometimes it's a new attraction adding to our growing list of favorites. Sometimes it's a new restaurant that we're excited to sample. And sometimes it's a brand new themed land filled with attractions, food, merchandise, and classic Disney theming. We got such a gift just recently in the form of Toy Story Land, Disney's newest land in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I was there on day one. That's why for this week's e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are talking about Toy Story Land. And this Toy Story Land review is brought to you by our good friends over at Kingdom Strollers for all of your crib and stroller rental needs in the Orlando area. Okay, so Toy Story Land. Thank you for going on day one, by the way. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that originally. No, I mean, none of us want to do that. Yeah. We don't want to go. We don't want to go on day one. So we are appreciative that you went on day one. Day one. Let me tell you something. Day one was a nightmare. I've heard that. Okay. So I had to wait for an hour and a half to gain access to the park. So like the park or the lands, the land, the land. Right. I got online. So, you know, where Toy Story Land is, right? Right at the yes. other side of one man's dream. Mm-hmm. I got online at the great movie ride. And right. it wound all the way through the outdoor queue and out toward, like, where that popcorn stand is on the other side of the great movie ride. Okay. And it was beastly hot. The sun's beaten down. I had to get one of those cooling rags to keep myself, like, from passing out. Uh, but so the line wrapped down, wrapped past One Man's Dream all the way down Pixar Place where it wound through, like, a bunch of outdoor queue areas on both sides of the street. For both Midway Mania and Cruz Ramirez and like the other side of the street where, you know, Dr. Strange right, is right. and stuff like that. So there was so much going on. Right. 
So then it starts downpouring. Can I can I ask what time you got to the park that day? Oh gosh, what time did I get there? I would say it was probably around eleven or twelve. No, okay. it might even have been around one. I think I got because I don't think I got in until like two thirty. Okay, so not super early. You weren't there like for the get go. Not that it would even make sense. I believe there was extra magic hours that day. Yeah. So got in, got into the park. Um, but I was think I think I'm one of the last people that had to actually wait that long because when I left Toy Story Land, people were just walking in. Okay. But now it started to it started to downpour. Um, like, like monsoon, like downpour and my boots filled with water. Like when I took a step, you could actually see my boot like swell with all the water that was in it. So this is like when, this is when you were like, I really wish I had Crocs. Yes. And this is like the linchpin that got, got we're full circle now. You understand my, my, my decision. Anyway, enough about that. We, so I got into Toy Story Land and immediately I was taken by how many people were there, but the theming is unlike I think it's probably the most impressive themed land Disney's ever made. Okay, that's saying something. And listen, is it as immersive as Pandora? Probably not, but it means more to me than Avatar. Right, right. Pandora is a pretty planet. You know, it's it's pretty jungles and like floating mountains and whatnot. But Toy Story Land is Toy Story, which is my childhood. Right. So you've got the big, huge figures of Woody. Uh, there's a big figure of Woody right as you walk in at the entrance to the land. And then right past that, you've got the huge figures of Jesse and Rex on Slinky Dog Dash. And there's a big Buzz Lightyear further down. They talk. Now, I, the, yeah, I was just going to say, the, I know the Woody talks. They, they, all, they talk. all talk. Okay. They all talk. Woody's like, hey, partners, welcome to the backyard. And like you walk in, there's a photo, there's a photo pass location right there. And then as you walk in, like Jesse and Rex are like, "Oh, new toys in the backyard! This is great!" And oh, that's cool. Yeah, Rex is Rex is very much built with forced perspective to make him look higher than he is. So like he's smaller than he should be. He's not like built to scale. So as you walk through, the theming is unbelievable. Their benches look like they're made out of popsicle sticks. Yeah, I saw that. That's really well made. Yeah, um, the so the benches look like they're made of popsicle sticks. Like they actually look like used popsicle sticks. Yeah, like they're, they're discolored like where the popsicle yeah. would have been. Um, the uh, the Woody's lunchbox area actually looks like a huge lunchbox. And the, the picnic tables and, and like the chairs at the picnic tables are made out of what look to be big baby bell cheeses that are like cut in half. Right. Which I'm like, those will spoil out here. <laughs> yeah. Um, now here's the thing about this. It's small. It's very very it's a very small. It's smaller than Pandora. Which when you jam slam all those people in there, it's not a great thing. Right. Um but I know people want to hear about the rides, the attractions. So let's start with something familiar. Toy Story Midway Mania. All right. So the new um entrance to Toy Story Midway Mania is really cool. They actually do a meet and greet with Woody and Jesse right outside of it. Um it looks like a big, like, like you know, like the story was always like Andy got this Midway Mania game. Oh, the toys are all playing with it. It's like the box of the Midway Mania game. Okay. Like you're walking inside the box. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really, really neat. I dug that a lot. Uh, so now remember my dismay when I went a couple months back to finally wait in the standby line for Toy Story Midway Mania to see Potato Head and he wasn't there. Yep. He has been moved to the new locations. Potato Head's back. So you've redeemed the great Potato Head disappointment? No. 
uh, Potato Head was not working when I was oh. there. He was, and the disappointment continued. He was behind a curtain. Um, but I was able to kind of like the curtain was like not all the way closed, and I was able to see him for like a second. I'm uh, not sure that's the same, but okay. And of course, you know, no change to Midway Mania as a as an attraction. Uh, the the ride is still exactly the same. Right. It's really just a new queue and a new entrance, so it's like an, it's like a, a backdoor in. Uh, but you know, all three tracks are up and running, so it moves much quicker than it used to. That's pretty cool. All right. So next up is uh, as you. Alien Swirling Saucers is all the way toward the back of Toy Story Land. And as you go, you get a breathtaking view of Star Wars Land. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. This land is huge. Like, you have no idea how big it is until you look at it from Toy Story Land. Like, I can't get over how big it is. Would you say it's ten times the size of Toy Story Land? Easily. Easily. It's 14 acres, so, I mean... It's, right. it's very, very big. Alien Swirling Saucers is um, an interesting attraction. So the day that I got there for the opening, the wait was three and a half hours to get on Alien Swirling Saucers. And there were lots of people that were coming off the attraction that were like, well, that wasn't worth it because it's very much not worth a three and a half hour. Ride. Right, right. Of course. It's essentially it's just like that Mater attraction at Cars Land. Yeah. So, like, just like it. But it's cool because the aliens talk the whole time. And, you know, it, I it's... like the ride vehicle. I think it looks cool. Yeah. Now, I went back uh, last Sunday with a friend uh, to try Toy Story, Land, Toy Story Land out again. And Alien Swirling Saucers was only a 30 minute wait. Okay. That was perfect. And it was more like 20 minutes. Nice. That, that was the perfect time to wait for this attraction. I got on. I did not feel gypped at all. The queue is pretty neat. Uh, a lot of like space stuff and Buzz Lightyear stuff and a big like a like a big toy gun and all all sorts of neat stuff. So you get right. on. They play like remixed like versions of Toy Story songs, and you know some of them are like "You've got a friend in me" and "Strange things are happening" and like I'm like, oh, this is great. So the time I wrote it the first time because I've written it twice now. First time all I right. wrote it. It's a happy, peppy, jovial remix of When She Loved Me. <laughs> well, the saddest, I mean, worst yeah, song ever. Right. <laughs> but it's like, do, 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 do. And I'm just like, this is, this doesn't work. <laughs> like, is it always this? Like, you know, when I hear the, when I hear the, the, the song, I'm like immediately filled with sadness, but it's like upbeat and the aliens are going, Ooh. and I, I, I couldn't, I was just like, why oh, is this? I, in, this? I was like, why is this? Why is this thing? That's awesome. <laughs> the entire, I'm totally distracted for the entirety of my first ride on this attraction because I'm like, <laughs> why are they playing this song? <laughs> uh, but it's super fun. It whips you around. It's it's more intense than I thought it was, and that's kind oh, of like, really? yeah, that's kind of the um, the name of the game with Toy Story Land is that a lot of the attractions which I thought were going to be like not fun for adults are super fun for adults. This was a great huh. attraction. I would go on it if it was always a thirty minute wait. I'd go on it all the time. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's good to hear. I, I gotta wonder, like, because now this was a Sunday in July, Peter Mandel. I waited right. forty five minutes for Toy Story Midway Mania. 30 minutes for Swirling Saucers, and Slinky Dog Dash was only 75 minutes. Which, you know, given its opening week, right. not bad. I feel like people have just kind of been like, okay, cool, this is cool, we're done. Right. 
because it's not like a Star Wars land. It's not like it's not something right. so intense. It's right. a small area that's kind of a kids area. Yeah, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. I, there's no like draw for me to go to Toy Story Land. I'm not saying I'm not going. I mean, I'm not like, oh, I really need to go to Florida to see this. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, 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 I get, I get that. that. I totally get that. Um, moving along, the main event, the thing everybody wants to hear about. Um, Woody's lunchbox. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but Woody's lunchbox, I was, I, I didn't eat there. I will, I will say that up front. Um, the Woody's lunchbox, the menu doesn't look great. But um, oh, before I get to actually Slinky Dog Dash, the Army Men are great. Yeah, I've heard they're pretty fun. Super fun. They they do like, and they just they march through. And they like, you know, I've seen them interact with like the characters with Woody, Jesse, and Buzz. Um, they march through. They do drum lines. That's cool. So neat. Like I was really taken aback by how neat it was. So Slinky Dog Dash. I will say it was a seventy-five. The it, the wait was varying between seventy-five minutes and ninety minutes when I was there. Okay. Uh, I will I will point out. I was with my friend Amanda. She has a DAS pass, which is a Disney. Uh, it's a disability pass. Disability services pass. And so she's essentially a human fast pass. So we, uh, we checked in, you know, for the attraction and then they just gave us a comeback, a time to come back. So we came back, we wrote it. Uh, but still when I came the first day, um, five hour wait for, for Slinky Dog. Right. Right. Five hours. People were waiting for this. The line for Slinky Dog was out of Toy Story Land. But this was that's insane. That's why when you look at it in terms of like seventy five minutes, not that bad for a brand new e ticket attraction. I heard eventually they got to the point where they were letting people in, but letting them know they cannot get online for Slinky Dog. Oh, that's how I got in the first day, right? Because like I still had some line to go, and they were just kind of like, "Hey, like if you want to get in but not ride Slinky Dog, you can do it." And all I wanted to do that first day was just go in and take pictures, right? So let me tell you about this. So the queue, first of all, for Slinky Dog, super cool queue. Uh, it's essentially like the box for the um, the the race the racetrack playset that Slinky Dog is on. But there's also like books and stuff that, about like Slinky Dog and other Slinky animals. Okay. Like things about like the Slinky Dog character that like you'd buy the toy of. Right. If you're Andy. I thought that was pretty neat. That's very cool. Um, they they have a they have a new Slinky Dog voice, obviously, because, uh, you know, Jim Varney is dead. Right. But a very impressive Jim Varney impersonator who even does the the Spanish um, uh, security uh, safety spiel. OK, cool. You know, Slinky Dog does the whole keep your hands, arms and legs inside, right. you know, but then he goes bienvenidos todos and like, <laughs> Awesome. He does the Manos Brassos PSE Piernas. It was really like I, I thought that was a nice touch. Um so you get onto Slinky Dog and right away I was amazed at how fast it is. Okay. It's super fast. It's super fast. It pretty much turns you sideways. Hmm. Uh lots of dips, lots of dives. Slinky Dog talks to you through the whole thing. Which is pretty. What's neat. the? Uh, is there? Is it lap bar? Is it? It was lap bar. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it wasn't like a thing over the chest. It was a lap bar. Right. Slink talks to you through the whole thing. There's a couple of areas where, like, you like you like stop and then speed up. Okay. 
Yeah, there's there's one area where he's like, hang on, everybody, and you like go back, like it's almost like a Hot Wheels car, like you like drag it back, and then it zooms. Oh, that sounds super cool. Yeah, there's one area where it goes in waves, kind of like, and you're up really high when the waves go, th- when the waves happen too. I was amazed at how much fun this was. Oh, that sounds awesome. I dare, like, I dare put it on on par with Big Thunder Mountain at this point. Okay. I really thought this was. I was like, this is going to be like the Barnstormer mixed with Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but it's not. It is not like that. Huh. That sounds like something I have to at least go on. Yeah, I would think you would love it. I honestly think right. you would love it. Right, sounds great. And then, at the end, it's got one of my favorite animatronics of all time. <laughs> there's a there's an animatronic Wheezy. <coughs> um, Mr. Speak and Spell, um, or, or the Speak and Spell and Mr. Uh, Mr. Mike. I love Wheezy. Yeah, and he's singing "You Got a Friend in Me" in front of the sheet music for "You've Got a Friend in Me," and it, it's just, that Toy Story Two is just you know it's a really good movie. Yeah, I can't. I just I really loved this ride. It was so good. That's uh, awesome. Uh, I, you know what? I'm, we've been saying forever. I mean, I thought this was gonna be a straight up like little kid area. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it's accommodating for adults too. I don't know if I'd wait five hours. No, it, I, but, but I I would wait. A, I'd wait an hour. Right, I'd That's wait. Cool. I'd wait seventy five minutes. I could do that. Okay. Alien swirling saucers right now at at eleven thirty three on a Thursday morning is thirty five minutes. Toy Story Mania fifty five minutes, which is kind of less than it is sometimes before Toy right. Story Land opened, and Slinky right. Dog seventy minutes. So people aren't really flocking here the way they were going to Avatar. Yeah, which is good. I mean, it kind of like lets everyone get on it, you know? Yeah. So I mean, you know, so all in all, I think Disney hit a home run with this. It's not going to be anyone's favorite area of the park, but it is going to be like a fun thing to go to. I mean, conversely, at the same time right now, Navi River Journey is 70 minutes. Yeah. Which I could never imagine waiting that. <laughs> and Flight of Passage still at 145 minutes. Exactly. Like, that is, like... I feel like Slinky Dog is an e-ticket ride, but I feel like a lot of people don't realize it's an e-ticket ride yet. Right, right. Or maybe they're just still not going to Hollywood Studios because you no, know, you're right. You might not be wrong there. I mean, like, do you do you think Disney people have gotten so accustomed to Hollywood Studios not really being much of anything that they're just kind of like not going yet? You know, I think that it's like I, I think there's a lot of people who have children who are like, hey, let's go to. Toy Story Land, but honestly, they're not going on Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. Right. And then there are people who want to do that type of ride who probably have the misconception that Toy Story Land, cool, but not why I'm going. So the draws might be a little split right now on that part. But now here's the thing. It's 70 minutes right now. 70, 35, and 55 minutes, right? Right. We are in the smack middle of July. Right, right. So come September, come January... These are not going to have huge weights. I mean, one would assume. Yeah, you think so. I mean, you assume again, this is you... as bad as it's going to get the way it is right now. Yeah, I mean, you might be right about that. Um, any questions that you have about Toy Story Land? No, I think you did a pretty comprehensive uh, analysis well, there. Thank you very much. And uh, oh, by the way, I just wanted to say thank you to our listeners who were so supportive of uh, last week's episode where I toured Main Street USA live from the parks. Um, I was really like 
down about it. Like when I first like posted it, I was just like, oh, this is going to bomb because it's like so new. It's so experimental. I thought it was just me like fat breathing into the into the phone for like, you know, 20 minutes. And right. people were very, very happy about it. So I think that's something I'm going to do again when, you know, you and I can't get together to record. Like I'll keep going with Magic Kingdom, do a Fantasyland one. And Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. That way, you know, like we're not letting three weeks go by with no show. Right. You know, as long as I'm able to get over there, I have no problem doing that. Um, though I will say it is very difficult to talk into your phone while navigating day after 4th of July crowds in Florida July heat while flipping through pages of notes in a notebook. What about like a headset? I thought about it. I, I'm thinking maybe a Bluetooth headset might work. I was actually really like shocked that the... Um, the quality of sound that I was able to get out of it mm, out, of just, cool. out of just my phone. So, but I'm, I'm worried that if I, if I got a headset, it would cut down on the ambient noise of the park around me. Oh, that's and, true. And I think, and that's really one of the things that I liked about the episode was that people were able to hear the background music on main street USA. They were able to feel like they were in the parks. And that's really what we've always strived for with the show is to be able to transport people, uh, you know, to the parks, even for just a little bit. So, uh, will you get a photo pass picture? While actually doing the show. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? I feel like you should do that. (laughs) Me with, like, my backpack and, like, my phone and my notebook. Right. Like, looking all frazzled and sweaty. Yeah, that'd be (laughs) be great. It's what everybody wants. But you could post it. Let people kind of feel like they're there with you. You The the reason why we podcast, Peter Mandel, is because I'm not big on being on camera. Uh, (laughs) uh, Okay, so... uh, you know, ready to get out of here for this week? Yep, let's All do right. it. Well, folks, without any further ado, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you guys enjoy Toy Story Land. We want to see your photos. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your reactions and reviews about Toy Story Land and hear everything you guys have to say about this new magical lineup to Walt Disney World and Disney's Hollywood Studios. So, folks, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel, and who doesn't, check him out over at Rogue Comics over there at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or check out RogueComics.com where you can find any link to Pete's eBay store. Also, folks, if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, Disneyland, any Disney resort throughout the known world, even Aulani out in Hawaii or Universal Orlando right here in the heart of Central Florida, look up our good friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost. You can find Dave by sending him an email at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. If you want to uh, look, if you want to rent the crib or stroller of your dreams, check out our good friends over at Kingdom Strollers. They will deliver a crib or stroller right to your Walt Disney World Resort. Check them out at KingdomStrollers.com. And folks, if you're a college football fan who likes geeky banter and Disney, check out our friend Dimitri Ravanas and his his new podcast, Chewing Clock, over at the Armchair All-Americans Network. Uh, check him out five days a week over there. So that about does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? No, I'm excited we uh, got a show in. Yeah, Good absolutely, job absolutely. Folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.